All right. And we're clear. We're clear. All right. Good job, everybody. Great job. You. Masterful performance as always, sir. <laughs> Why, thank you, Cher. Yeah. I believe it is true. That's my best dancing yet since I turned 52. You are a, you are a TikTok unto yourself, sir. Thank you. So, uh, sir, we have a, 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 a fan that would love to meet you and chat for a second. You got some time? For my fans? Absolutely. I do it for them. It's Christmas, you know, for her and for him. Yeah, but, sir? Yes? I've always been curious. Uh -huh. Do you ever get tired of, you know, being him? Huh? I mean, look, I know you've changed. Look, you're not that guy anymore, but don't you want them to know? Ah, yes, well, <laughs> quite a lot has changed since that one fateful day when I went down to Whoville and stole their presents away. But all these people expect all the fuss, the Christmas gift filching, but just between us, <laughs> we know it's an act, just a clever charade, so that when they see me, their holiday's made. <laughs> oh, it's true, I've changed in my grinchy old heart. But when the humans demand it, I'll still play the part. Makes sense, makes sense. You know, I don't even have to talk in that silly rhyme anymore. Now, run along before I hunt you down and get you like a fish! <laughs> I kid, I kid. Right here, yes? Yeah, I'll just, I'll just go. Uh, yeah. right nice place, nice yeah. place. Grinchy Grinch. Ah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So good to ah. see you. Wow. You know, Mr. Grinch, most people don't get to see the, the real you. Why, why is that? Well, every Christmas, kids and grown-ups, too, love to sing along about the Christmas when things turned right from wrong. Mm, yes, yes. Tell us what happened that Christmas. You know, Who Girl and I were just saying. Who, who Girl? Uh, that's what I call Cindy Lou. Ah. Anyways, about that Christmas Eve, oh, day of days, when she caught me and stopped me in so many ways. Can you imagine? So much hate and anger and anxiety, and then to do something you'd regret for the rest of eternity? Ooh, yeah, I'm afraid I sure know how that feels. I mean, I had so much fear of things sweeping far and near. It was enough to make me run away, hide in my cave, away from everybody just to rant and rave. Yes, I know that feeling too. I mean, I hated Christmas season. And no one knows quite the reason. My only friends were Scott Farkas, Hans Gruber, the New York Park Rangers, Scrooge, Old Man Pooter. Wow. Grinch, that's a, that's a rough group of characters. Do you stay in touch with any of them? Oh, no, most of them have moved on. Scrooge says he's seen a few who are gone. Now Scrooge talked about a Christmas-changed life just before dawn. Yes, 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 I heard about that one. That was awesome. Uh, do you ever, Mr. Grinch, do you ever find those old Grinchy ways trying to sneak out? Oh, but of course, which is precisely why we should never forget to check our hope and our source. So, why haven't you gone back to your old Grinchy ways? <laughs> yes, so there I was at the top of Mount Crumpet with Pink Dinklers, Jan Jinklers, looking down from the summit. I extended an ear to hear the who cries, when suddenly I was met by a different surprise. 
Every who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, was singing without any presents at all. I hadn't stopped Christmas from coming. It came. Somehow or another, it came just the same. Yes, we, we know that story only so well. And it, it feels like we've got a similar situation here in 2020. Some wondering if Christmas can even come. There, there are families that have fallen apart. People have lost businesses. There's not as many presents under the trees. It's really as if the Christmas spirit has been stolen. Well, we know that Christmas doesn't come from a store. We know that Christmas is so, so much more. So even in a year like this year, there's still plenty of reason for cheer. Christmas reminds hope has drawn near. Without strings, without tags, without packages, boxes, or bags. I'll never forget my brain filled full of spiders and how my heart grew three times that Christmas all-nighter. Oh, yes, that was a night. Well, well, since you're here with us, is there anything else that you'd like to let us know before you go, Mr. Grinch? You want to know why more people don't know the real me? Or what is it that happened that Christmas you see? Well, that's why I'm here to reveal the key. Folks, if what's happened to me hasn't happened to you, please know it can happen, yes, to you too. And for those listening whose hearts are quite changed, I think not sharing the story of Christmas is what's strange. Don't be like me. Make sure everyone who knows you, has known you, and someday will know you, never forget the true who of Christmas, who came from heaven to earth to fix us. <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> Why, thank that's... you. <laughs> got a lot of fans here, Mr. Grinch, and that's an incredible reminder. Well, Merry Christmas, Mr. Grinch. I'd had said it sooner, but feared copyright. Ah, forget it. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. You know, I still remember as a kid, long time ago, watching how the Grinch stole Christmas and, and one of my favorites, but after I gave my heart to Jesus, it was transformed. I still remember alone watching it for the first time as a Christian and realizing when the story says, and the Grinch understood the real meaning of Christmas and his heart grew three sizes that day. Well, that's when I realized the Grinch got saved and I just boo-hooed and cried every year. Then Michelle and I got married and we watched together and I cried and she laughed and then we had kids and... We watched it, I cried, they all laughed, so I now watch it by myself. <laughs> but you heartless people. Well, Merry Christmas to all the Faith Promise family at all of our campuses. Welcome wherever you're with us, wherever you're watching. I can't wait for our God Behind Bars campuses to open back up, but we pray that you leave this holiday weekend with the real love of Jesus and really comprehending the reason for the season. But, so let me ask you a question. It's going to be our sort of primary thing that we built this weekend round, and this is what it is. Where are you placing your hope? Because there's a lot of places people place their hope. And Christians all say, oh, yeah, mine's in Jesus. 
but you don't have any hope. Life's whacked and jacked. That means that our real source is not him, it's something so much more and something so much less. So as we prepare for this stretch with Thanksgiving is done and we're on our way to Christmas, is Christmas still possible in a year like 2020? Well, it's possible for the Grinch that it's possible for us. And yet people feel worn out, they feel let down, they feel like the year's been ruined. But if you're a Christ follower, that should not be your sentiment. Because we know that God ropes all things together for our good of those that love him, those who are called according to our purpose. We know God's going to work things out of this. So if you're not a Christ follower, though, yet, and you're searching for answers and meaning and hope, we're thrilled that you chose to drop by this holiday weekend. And we believe that by the time this, this service is over, you can, you can have hope beyond all comprehension, even in a year like 2020. No problem it is right there for us because we really have only one source. So again, the question is, where are you placing your hope? If you're a Christ follower, the answer should be easy, shouldn't it? Especially in Christmas when we celebrate the advent, the invasion, the incarnation. We have one hope and it's not a where, it's not a what, but actually it's a who. Not Cindy Lou who or the who's down in Whoville but is in fact the one hope that is Jesus. The one hope, it's him. Dr. Grinch said, there's so much more to Christmas than what it has become. What's it become in America? Well, it's no longer a day really when people celebrate the, the miraculous and, and improbable virgin birth of a Jewish Messiah in a stable which to people today is either offensive or intellectually insulting or both. So the, so the secular world looks at Christmas with two options. Either A, it's a holiday where Wall Street makes tons of money or it's a day where or a season we try to act like we should act all year, making it a humanistic holiday. It's neither one of those because neither one of those will bring lasting joy and hope. So let's go back. And read what Matthew, one of the first followers of Jesus, said about Jesus' incarnation and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, born of a virgin. Matthew says in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed or engaged to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus, and he will save his people from their sins." Now, all of this took place, what was spoken through the, through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. The prophet in which Matthew was referring to as Isaiah, 700 years before the birth, who prophesied the birth would happen, and Isaiah spoke this in a very difficult time in the land of Israel. It was divided, Judah and Israel. There had been a civil war of sorts and they had divided. 
There was, so the people were divided. There was a political power called Rome that had usurped its authority and was taxing and ruling and there was oppression and there was division. Does that sound like 2021 to y'all? In the middle of that, Isaiah brings forth the prophecy that behold, a virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son and you will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And maybe you feel the fear gripping you right now or maybe the people that you know and love feel fear gripping them. The good news is Christmas is a celebration of the promise of lasting hope and peace to everyone. Christmas was a sign from God himself where he said, peace among men, whereas he is well pleased. The prophecy that, my, that, that Matthew quotes is, is Isaiah 7, 14, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign, virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son, and you will call his name Emmanuel. Incredible. So if you're looking for a sign for peace or for hope, we have incredible news this weekend. Regardless of what you're facing, and our hope is not that the election's finally over, thank Jesus. It's not that a vaccine is right around the corner, although we're grateful. It's not that the economy looks stable for now. No, real hope does not come from outside. It comes from above into our hearts, from God, and the world can't shake that hope. It's a sign. Jesus was a sign from God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. What of God's restoration and rescuing us? Why? Because God the Father wanted a relationship with us so desperately that he was willing to pay the highest price ever paid to ransom or pay for or buy us back. See, our hope is here because God is with us. So in the next couple of weeks leading up to Christmas, as you think about it, when you get bummed out or when you're fighting or there's crowds, just say, Emmanuel, God's with me. Emmanuel, God's with me. Obviously, he's not with them, but God is with me. All right, come on, somebody. Man, that's what Emmanuel got. No matter what your Christmas looks like, maybe you lost your business through, by, by a government shutdown. Maybe your financial situation has changed, but God is still offering perfect forgiveness and peace and joy no matter what your Christmas celebration looks like at your house. So what do you need to unwrap? What do you need to bring with you to the party, as it were, of people where you live, work, study, shop, and play? But say, wait, wait, Pastor, you just don't get it. You just don't understand what this year was like. And I, for many of you, I don't. Folks lost family members to COVID. Literally, business owners lost their businesses. People got furloughed or laid off. And now they're in serious financial hardship and burden because of nothing that you did. It was what was done to you. And you say, how can we have Christmas in the midst of that? See, I know that we've all got a little bit of the Grinch in us. And the Grinch is always there to steal your joy. Isn't it crazy? Think about it. It's not the devil. It's not the world. It's that little bit of Grinch in us that robs us of our own joy. We end up, man, if I had to kick the person responsible for my problems, I wouldn't be able to sit down for a week. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And see, that Grinch in us makes us want to doubt and distrust and give in and get up, give up. The Grinch wants us to hide in our cave and watch the news and rant and to rave. And many of us have done that. We lock everyone, including God, out. But listen, 
I don't know about you, but 2020 has taught me a lot of things. I've had more time with God. And frankly, you know, James said the Bible is a mirror. And when you read the Bible, God shows you you. And I got to tell you, God shows me a bunch of ugly stuff this year. God showed me my anger was out of control. God showed me I don't have any patience. That, you know, he showed me a lot of things. And I'm looking and saying, well, that's, that doesn't look like Jesus. That's not right. So I have, I have set out for the greatest transformation since salvation in my life. Because I've decided what I believe God wants me to look like. And so in my journal, this is what I do. I write it out. God, I'm the most patient person I know. And my wife said, Pastor, that is a lie. <laughs> I'm not, but I'm going to be. Because Emmanuel, God is with me. I write, I'm the most loving person I know. Michelle said, eh, lie again. I'm not going to be angry. I was working in my barn yesterday. No, good thing nobody was there. So I was screaming. I was so mad. And I got down and said, okay, well, the patience is gone. I'm, are you with me? Spirit of God, fill me. Come on. Fill me. See, I've learned a lot of things and where God wants to do in me. And that's exciting because Philippians 1, 6 said that he that began a good work in you will perfect it in the day of Christ Jesus. I ain't dead. God ain't done. Are y'all with me? Are y'all done? Man. So, so 2020's taught us a lot, but if there's any one lesson all of us should get from 2020, that is this, God, it's a mistake to try to go it alone. As we isolated, as we sheltered in place, people were divided, families fell apart, it created stress. That's why we have one of our core values as we grow together. You need to be in a group for prayer, love, and fellowship. Now, some of you are just saying, hey, I'm... I'm kicking in a cruise until 2021. Forget 2020, I'm done with this year. But here's the truth about that. Here's the truth. New beginnings brought on by changing the page of a calendar cannot compare to the new beginnings brought on by a new life in Jesus. Come on, y'all with me? Come on, somebody give God some, some praise. So right now, we've got an incredible opportunity to unwrap some of the most miraculous gifts that we have ever received. Like right now, you can unwrap forgiveness in an unforgiving time. People hate each other in America today. They hate each other based on race. They hate each other based on economics. They hate each other based on politics. I mean, the vitriol hatred that's out there, social media, on the media, on bumper stickers, isn't it crazy? But in a day of unforgiveness, you and I can be the ones that forgive. We're not gonna be trapped in bitterness and anger, amen? amen. We're gonna be forgivers. Man, people cut me off in line. I just look at Michelle and say, they're more important than we are. They got, we do it all the time. Somebody cuts off in traffic, hey baby, she'll say it. They're more important than we are. Live long and prosper, get out there and get it. Lord, I hope they get a ticket, but I'm going to love them. And so there's, there's forgiveness in unforgiving times. There's peace in the midst of chaos and COVID. The world, God said, will see our peace and hope and want to know about it. There's joy in the time of grief, and there's hope for all the world to see and want. In a tough year like we've had, there's no time better to walk in abundance that the world can't comprehend. 
And abundance doesn't just mean more money. Because you know what? I'd rather have my wife than more money. I'd rather have salvation than more. There's so many. Now, I like more money. Don't get me wrong. Are you with me? I think more is better. But there's 500 things I'd rather have than more money. So how do we, how do we have this abundant life? How do we be the catalyst in the room? If you've been on the Bible reading plan, we just finished. Uh, last month, we finished First and Second Peter. Incredible. Peter begins to give us a shopping list of things that we should do. First Peter 1, uh, uh, 1 Peter 3, 8 and 9, to sum it all up. Now, he's been exhorting him. And he said, now, let me, let me sum it up for you, church. He said, be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, and humble in spirit. Don't you want to be around that kind of person? Then he said this, literally one of the most difficult principles in the Bible. All the whole Bible, Old Testament, New Testament. If you're ready, say I'm ready. Here we go. Not returning evil for evil. Do you want to get them back? Half the movies in Hollywood are about revenge. And we're cheering for the guy to kill the, to kill the person to get revenge. And I think, well, what are you doing, Stephen? What's wrong with you? Don't return evil for evil or insult for insult. But giving a what? Everywhere you go, you bring a blessing. Everywhere you go, you're a bringer of blessings. For, for you are called for this very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. Bring a blessing. I know it's difficult where you can't get within a 39 and a half foot pole of people where everybody's wearing masks. But can I tell you something? You don't have to be within spitting distance so someone and change your life and make a difference. Are y'all with me? You can do it. We can do it, we're called to do it. Bring a blessing, bring the gospel, bring life, bring forgiveness, bring peace, bring joy, bring hope. When people wanna talk about politics, change the subject. Talking about it won't change anything, amen? It's not gonna change, so when people start talking about it, I say, let's talk about Jesus. Let's talk about blessings, let's talk about great things. Let's talk about positive things. Man, come on, send that text, make that call, write that card, love that person that the Holy Spirit wants to love through you. So we bring the blessing, we're just the blessing bringers. Everywhere we go, man, the room ought to light up when you walk in the door. People ought to be fired up when they see you coming. Oh, there he is, there she is. I love it when they show up. Because they bring a blessing, they bring the gospel, and they bring hope. Bring hope. We're givers of hope. We're dispensers of hope. Look what he goes on to say, starting in verse 13 of the same chapter. Who is there to harm you if you prove zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, and come on, folks, we suffer for doing what's right. You're blessed. Don't fear their intimidation and don't be troubled, but sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Make sure that Jesus is number one. Are you with me? Not UT, come on. Not the stock market, not your 401k, not your family, not your perfectly manicured yard. Come on, somebody, but sanctify, set apart Jesus as Lord in your heart and always be what? Be what? Be what? Be ready to make a defense to anyone who asks you to give an account for the what? The hope. It's expected. It's anticipated that people are going to ask you about the hope that's in you. And see, they get your hope from your mouth. What you say. 
Some of us are saying some stuff and it ain't very hopeful. Well, America's over. It's done. The great generation is gone and it's downhill from there. Well, bless God, you're the only, you're the only ones that can make a difference. We're all doomed after that. How about let's let the next generation have a shot? How about let's believe the next generation is going to be the best generation instead of my generation? Man, I love it. I look out every service and I see lots of young adults and that gets me fired up. He said, be ready to ask. Be ready to give an account for the hope that's in you with gentleness and with reverence. See, it's not just our hope. It's just the hope that Jesus gives and there's only one hope. And we've got to share it. That's why one of our core values is we tell them of him. Here's what the enemy wants to do. You should get this. The enemy wants us feeling down and discouraged. He wants us depressed and divided and defeated. He wants us complaining and regretting and wishing it was like December of 2019 and wishing Christmas and boom and boom and boom. And when that's our sentiment, we will never be givers of hope. Even though Emmanuel, God, with us. He's with me. He was with me when I was screaming in the man cave yesterday working. Should have been there, Frank. It was, it was your fault, really. And uh, <laughs> could have been my fault. And so hope is meant to be shared. Don't be like the Grinch. Be known for what you used to be before the transforming power of God. Let the world know what you are because can I tell you what you are? You're an overcomer. I don't care what you're facing. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care what the circumstances, whether it's drugs or alcohol or money or porn or sex or lust. I don't care where you're at, when you're at, why you're at, who you're at. You're an overcomer. You're about to be set free. You're going to walk in an anointing. You're going to walk in the miraculous. The best is yet to come. Come on. Read a story of a tourist. He's in a little old village, and he asked one of the villagers, are you a Christian? And the man said, why don't you ask my neighbor? We got a lot of neighbors don't know we're saved. Matter of fact, if you were to ask your neighbors, they'd say, oh, they don't go to church. They're heathens. Scream and fight. Dog craps in my yard. They've never, ever said hello to me. They've never done anything. See, what your neighbors should say is, I hope they never move. It's the greatest neighbors we've ever had. I may not go to church, but those people go to church. Those people love God, and I know they love God because they love me. And when I was sick, they mowed my yard. And when I couldn't go to the grocery store, they went to the grocery store. They were salt and light. I love my neighbors because my neighbors love God, and my neighbors love me. That's what they ought to be saying. So where are you placing your hope? Where are those around you placing their hope? The people you live with, work with, study with, shop and play with because hope is meant to be shared. When Dr. Seuss was writing The Grinch, he said it was the easiest of all the books he ever wrote except the conclusion. He simply was stuck. He said, I don't know how to get The Grinch out of this mess. He's stolen Christmas. I don't know what to do. And then he said, I wrote down where the Grinch was at the table with the Who's 
and the Grinch was carving the roast beast. See, the Grinch was in such a mess, only the Creator could get him out of it. We are in such a mess. Only the Creator can get us out of the mess that we have made. Can I tell you, in the name of Jesus, your story is going to have an incredible ending. Just like the Grinch, nobody saw it coming. Your story, because God's working all things for good, because of Emmanuel, God with you, because of God's favor, because of God's glory, because of God's power. He's got a feast for you and a life beyond your wildest imagination. Emmanuel, God with us. Father God, we know you're with us. Forgive us when we miss you, when we forsake you, when we live like we're not yours. God, we are looking for your hope and joy. And there's some people right now, Father, that their hearts are beginning to open and they're thinking maybe, maybe what that guy's saying is true. And maybe this is for me. And God, you're cracking open some hard hearts, some broken hearts, and you're about to move in transforming power because we get to walk with Emmanuel, 